Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So last weekend, I put out a video talking about silver and gold and, and, and the role that they can play in an individual's retirement. And, and I'm kind of going to be moving along a similar line of thought today, talking about uh, 401ks and, and in similar investment uh, accounts, instruments, tools, whatever you want to call them, that, that are very popular in, in today's times. Um, now, specifically, this relates to a comment that I received this past week from the Golden Sumo. And it was on that video, I believe. Uh, and basically, the gist of what he's saying here is that he's been stacking silver and gold for the past year and a half, and everyone at work keeps trying to tell him to get a 401k. But he says, I don't trust it because of inflation in the future, value of the dollar, taxation of the 401k. Um, when he's ready to withdraw the money, it won't have the purchasing power, um, but that silver and gold will be better in the future. Um, and basically, he's asking, you know, can I make a video on which one's a better option? I wish I could tell you definitively which one's a better option. Now, oftentimes, the answer is a little bit more nuanced than that. And that's what you can kind of expect from me in the first place. So, first of all, none of this should be taken as investment or financial advice, one man's opinion, et cetera, et cetera. But, of course, I always put it as a disclaimer in, in the, the title or the description of my video. But I think this is a really important topic. And, and you're going to get a wide-ranging uh, opinions on this from silver and gold all the way, never mind stocks, maybe equity in your own house, but otherwise other investments, forget about it, right? Cash on hand, preps, silver and gold, that's it. Two, you know, maybe no silver and gold, or, you know, for people that are stacking, I don't know how many non stackers, non silver and gold people are watching this, people that'll say 2% or 5% of your overall portfolio in silver and gold. It's fine if it's GLD or SLV or it's housed in a warehouse. You don't need physical possession of it. And otherwise, throw it in your 401ks, your IRAs, mutual funds, etc. Uh, count in your pension fund, all that. And you'll be good to go because it's worked in the past. right? A wide range of opinions on this topic. And I, I can't give you guys a perfect answer because it, it honestly all comes down to your own decision and your own financial situation. Instead, I want to give you guys some food for thought here. Some what ifs, if you will. So what if? What if over the next 20 years, let's say you're, you know, 40-ish, in your 40s, looking to cash out your 401k, you know, 20-ish years from now. What if over that time span, the US stock market does really, really well because of monetary policy. You know, the last 10 years, eh, a lot of why the Fed, the, the stock market's been going up is because of monetary policy, the Fed, etc. Easy conditions. Now, let's say you're the golden sumo here, not in a 401k right now. Stock market crashes because things, you know, come back to reality. And yet, the Fed inflates it again. He starts to get, he wants to get into a 401k, you know, towards the bottom of this market. What if, you know, the stock market goes up over that time span? Then a 401k, you know, regardless of employer match or not, if it's going up and well outpacing inflation, 
that could be a great pick. Now, obviously there's risks to it, which I can get into at some point in this video, this podcast, but that's a great pick. But what if the alternative, what if we're moving into a more stagnating environment? Stocks come back down to earth. The Fed tries to pump them up and whatnot, but they don't. And we head into a secular stagnation of the economy or stagflation, add in that inflation, the loss of purchasing power over the next 20 years uh, or more, depending on, or less, depending on your, your investment horizon. And stocks just don't perform as well, right? A good example would be like the, the, the Japanese market over the last uh, couple of decades, um, you know, finally eking out again after many decades. I think they are. I, I'd have to check on that. But but overall, in a huge bubble in the 1980s, 70s, or whatever, and and since then have been down. You know, a lot of these stocks. You know, what if that's the case for the United States? That that we just go even, right? People counting on on five percent, four percent, whatever return on their stocks on on the index or mutual funds or whatever, and instead, you know, that combined with just low interest rates at, at the government bond level, that they're lucky to eke out a, a two percent gain, right? Um, something like that. And, and when you take account for inflation, they're losing, right? Or just even over that time span. Would silver and gold have been a better bet over that time span? So we have to talk about what ifs, right? And then there's other aspects here as well. Talking about 401ks, something with an employee match is you know, generally going to be better than something without that, right? 401ks without that, they still have their benefits in terms of, of uh, uh, tax liability and whatnot. Um, but you know, if you have an employer match, maybe that leads you a little bit more in the direction of let's do it, you know, or, you know, and there's always, you know, uh, how, how can you hedge yourself in, in both directions, right? How can you, um, I take advantage of something like an employer match for a 401k or, or something along those lines and yet still have this idea in your mind that, this might not be the the way for me, and maybe I should also hedge with silver and gold. Again, I'm not going to give you a, a hard, definitive answer on the best course because it's variable, but I think that's the best course of action is, is to hedge. I mean, that's what silver and gold are, is a hedge. Now, there's going to be people that say go all in on silver and gold, and I'm not going to argue with them. I'm not going to argue with the other people because I'm just it comes down to what I'm going to do and what you're going to do. I'm not I'm not going to try and talk you out of your own plan. I just want to provide information here and some food for thought. Again, what ifs here. Right? What if silver and gold really do well? Uh what if, you know, the dollar experiences serious uh devaluation in the future? Um what if, you know, the stock market crashes and recover? These are all things you have to to uh consider and I think the big uh, overarching one that I went to in in, in that video last week is you know, what if things are coming to an end, uh, a big cycle? I'm not talking about an economic cycle for the last 10 years, but I'm talking about a... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A, a much larger cycle dating back to maybe post-World War II for the United States. What if that's coming to an end, right? And and we're going to enter into a period of economic stagnation. And what's worked in the past in terms of stocks and bonds is not going to work in the future 
and and maybe that leads you to the direction of silver and gold or something else, right? Um, these are all really tough topics to just discuss in a single video, um, but they're things you have to consider. What I want from you guys is let me know down below in the comment section. What do you use? 401ks, IRAs, etc. You know, I've I, I know I've at least one. You know, I think it's La Plata Peak is his channel name. A longtime supporter of me. I know him personally. Um, I think it was him that that cashed out of his 401k. Would you do something like that? Right. Pros and cons. That obviously there's the tax penalty, but over the long term, you know, what if you cash out now while the stock market's high? That that cash penalty or this tax penalty might be far less than the penalty of a stock market crash or, or something along those lines. Um, and, and then there's another really important thing here to understand is, is not just the risk from, from a market not doing well or from a currency being devalued over the, the length of this investment, but also you, you got to understand where's your money being held and is it really yours? And if things get bad enough financially, are you going to be able to have any access to it or is it going to be used to bail in some financial institution or something along those lines? Now, this might seem outlandish and out there. And again, it's it's this is maybe just a, a risk. This is not a for sure going to happen type of an event. But, you know, when it when it comes to those types of, of accounts, um, no different than a bank account or, or, or your own, you know, stock investment portfolio that you manage on your own or something like that. Um, a lot of times the ways that these are structured don't really give ownership to, to the person that has it, you know, much like with a, with a bank, a lot of bank accounts and whatnot. That's in the fine print and, and a financial institution today would say that's, it's your money and whatnot. But in reality, you know, there's a lot of risk for that. What if the financial institution goes under and you lose your deposit and then it's not bailed out? What if it is a bail-in situation where part or all of your funds are used to, to save the overall institution, right? Um, these, these are all very important things to understand uh, and, and, and consider. And, and I think it really does go back to, to the principle of, of hedging to be diversified. Now, your idea and certainly my idea of diversification is going to be a lot different from uh, mainstream financial advisor or something like that, um, right? Two to five percent, or maybe ten percent, if if you're really a big gold bug or silver bug in precious metals. You know, I I would make a different argument than that, and I would say that it should vary over time in in all of these different asset classes. Um, but you know, what what does that mean for you to be financially diversified? Does that mean partially matching the you know? match of your employer. So instead of whatever they're matching two and a half percent, you match 1% or a half percent. And so you're somewhat moving in that direction. Yeah, I don't know if they all allow that. Maybe you have to totally, you know, meet what they're going to match. I don't know. Um, I simply don't know in, in, from individual circumstances, but maybe that's your answer, right? And you take what otherwise would have been taken out of your you know, paycheck and you're gonna have to pay taxes on part of it, but the rest, well, you can uh, put it into silver and gold, right? Or something similar. Um, so these are all important things to understand, but I guess the overarching idea here is is to be um, diversified and to to be uh, not too fixed with what you're doing. Maybe move in and out of stuff. Don't be a day trader unless you're experienced in that. But there's probably time and place to be more heavily weighted in precious metals or bonds or the stock market or cash or real estate or whatever. Right. Um, uh, final takeaway from this video. 
and going back to last week's video is is it just may not be possible using a lot of today's tools to save as much as you might think you might need for retirement unless you consider some alternative options now i don't know what this means for you but you know some ideas out there things like uh rental properties for for high net worth individuals um for for other people uh there's there's a channel out there yankee stack and i forget what the term of it is but he's more or less like a um he helps lend to uh, people that need money, to, I think, for mortgages, right? Uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, Yankee Stacking is the name of the channel. You can check out that. Maybe he's watching. He can leave it in the comment section. Um, you know, other alternative options like that. Um, and finally, uh, in terms of working, in terms of savings, probably account for needing to save more than you think you might need because you're probably not going to get the return you think you're going to get. And the value of the dollar of, of your savings are unless it's in silver and gold, is probably going to uh, be inflated and devalued more than you might be anticipating or more than a mainstream advisor might be telling you. Um, and, and, and finally, understand that uh, you know the days of, of retiring early may not, you know, if you're planning to retire by 50, 55, go for it. But don't leave out the possibility of having to work a little longer than you might plan on on otherwise working. Um, the golden new years of our generation, it, it's by no means not going to happen. I think it's very much a possibility if you plan in the right way and you work hard and whatnot. Um, but it may not be as easy, you know, uh, easy compounding 5%, 6% re- return on investments. And additionally, experiencing very high standard of living in the golden years in retirement may just not be reality for some of these generations um, unless you're you're really in a good position to do it, unless you're, you're really been wise with your investments and whatnot. So that's really important to understand going forward um, that, that things I think are going to be different. The, the next 80 years, the next 20 years, I think is going to be a lot different from the last 80 years. People are going to be upset with it. People are going to feel entitled to experience a certain standard of living in retirement. And, and maybe they have an argument when it comes to something like pensions or social security, something some, or in the case of social security, most of us pay into. Um, but, but otherwise, no, people aren't entitled to a five or 6% return on their investment. They're not entitled to a stock market or a real estate market that always goes up. Um, just like we're not entitled to a paycheck, right? So I hope this has offered some food for thought. Again, I can't give you guys a perfect answer on what to do for your own situation, partly because I'm not a financial advisor, but also because it varies. And and I think the best advice would be to be hedged, to be diversified, and be flexible. So as always, if you have future ideas for videos like this one, let me know down below in the comment section. Otherwise, if you enjoyed this video, liking, commenting, and subscribing if you haven't, that helps me out a ton. And finally, as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video or listening to this podcast for those of you guys in the podcast world. And God bless.